Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Oh my god, it is so cold right now, Val. <laughs> is it? Hey, I don't know why, how this train is even running. <laughs> it is cold here. Is it that bad here. in um, Michigan, is it? That's where I'm at, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it was so. zero this morning as I was out doing my errands. Hurt. <laughs> Wasn't wearing gloves. That sucked. Oh. How about you? How, how cold's it been in the, uh, the UK? You know what? For the last couple of days, it has been okay, to be honest. It's been alright. Uh, pretty mild. Mm, yeah. Hey, audience, how are you enjoying this? Us just talking about the small stuff, we're talking about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to know about the weather. They want to know about the Winter Anime 2023 season. Ooh, good segue. Yes. So for the past, like, what, month and a half, we've been teasing that we would talk about the Winter Anime. And, uh, well, here's the issue, guys. Uh, it's not as stacked as the fall is, but, I mean, winter, winter isn't rarely ever been is it I, i'm looking at the my anime list there seems to be a lot actually i mean there's a right lot in volume but i'm talking about stuff worth watching uh oh fair enough yeah that's true that's true and and, and, uh, I'll, and i'll be fair uh with my free time you know what i've been doing with my free time val what i've been playing fire emblem engage oh how is that you know what it's super fun the story sucks like but but to to be fair to it it was not toting it was not claiming to have a great story. It's very Saturday morning villain of the week kind of structure. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of respect it, but I don't really enjoy the story. Like whenever the cutscenes happen, I kind of just mash through it. It's Which one Tina of tells me, she's like, "No, you gotta listen because there's actually some cool." I'm like, once in a while, yeah, someone does get a good line in, mm -hmm. but for the most part, this is a very empty story because again, it's you know, not trying to I'm be. But the gameplay, the gameplay, this is peak Fire Emblem. This is fun. I'll, I'll say something from what I've seen based on gameplay and stuff that people have shared around. I'm not as impressed by the voice talent this time around as I was with uh, Three Houses, to be honest. Okay, so this is what I'm going to be fair about here. Uh, it's not the voice cast fault. It's the, uh, the, it, it, it's the, uh, the localization, the scripting specifically. It's oh. very matter of... It's very literal, not little, because they definitely made significant changes to avoid, you know, the, the problematic shit. But mm. generally the language, the, it's just the language that's being read out is very matter of fact. I see. Because I would disagree, because um, fucking Enrico Fajardo gets some great lines. He plays literally, he literally plays a youth pastor, and it's fucking hilarious. There's some good, there are some good reads in here. It's not the cast fault, it's the writing. Because again, the story but, sucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Three Houses was good. I don't think the story was amazing in that. I and think Three Stories was really fucking fun. I think that story was fun. Well, in in all fairness, like, wait, did you play the rest of them? Because I know you played the Blue Lions and I think the Yellow Deer. I played all three. I I love that game. Oh, you played all three. Okay, because yes. uh, I I I basically went for Black Eagles, and then I was like, you know what? I got fifty hours out of this. And I don't feel a need to play another fifty hours on I mean, a that, different say, campaign. It's not enough for because I like I will say like the the if you're playing three houses, it's better to play Blue Lions first and Black Eagles last. Blue Lions is, is the true story. Oh really? Until the very end, then it's just like they kind of just like hammed it in at the end, where they they had to really push it to make it work. 
Um, yeah. But 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 like basically like because it has like two very specific acts, and Act One is very uh, every Act One is very much the same, but it's most relevant to the Blue Lions. Mm. Then um yeah, and then Act Two is where the stories diverge, and they're very specific based on the house that you picked. Mm-hmm. Um and and for the uh, Yellow Deer. Act two is they, very fun. I, I remember you describing them as getting the most done, but also being the least interesting. So like, the yellow, the yellow get, deer they, has the they least get, They get story. to the actual core of the problem while also being the least interesting. They literally have nothing going on, but in the last 2% of the story, they completely fuck off the story. They go do their own thing, and they go fight like fucking like Nazi clones in a fucking alien bunker, <laughs> and it's really <laughs> fucking cool. It's very I funny. They literally just drop the story and go, all right, we're going to do something else because this is clearly not working. <laughs> Strangely, I went with the, uh, I don't know, would I, would I describe the Black Eagles as the communist party in that game? No, they're, 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 they're the hypocritic fascists is what they are. But they have the best ending. I don't think they're fascists. They have the best ending, though. What are you talking about, Because they go fascists? fight the church. They fight the church. No, they're just hypocrites because they, they, they fight. They, they're clearly anti-fascism, but they fight fascism with more fascism. They're just hypocrites. That is true. They do execute. They're like the church uh, is full of fascists and murderers. Proceeds to commit do, fascism and war crimes and murdering. Pr- proceeds to kill. I think uh, Jean. Is it Jean? I forgot. It's been a long. Who's my time. boy? It's been a long time. My boy. But, voice but by it's, good. it's a Kamets. great. And the ending is great, and I feel like it has like, I, basically, Yellow Deer and Black Eagles have a battle for the true ending. I see. I see. And okay. then they had made that. And then they made that Fire Emblem's Warrior ones, which is like an, an alternative timeline that kind of combines the three stories for a little bit. That I really hmm. appreciate, even though I don't like that gameplay because it's very mashy no. and boring. No, uh, Three Houses was a good experience overall. So, you would you say Three Houses is a superior Fire Emblem game then? It's the better story. It's hmm. a lot of fun. There's a lot of it I like. But if I'm talking about purely gameplay, Engage is far superior. I would it, like it. It runs Fire better. Emblem... It looks better. It like Fire Emblem oh. has the same problem that Pokemon does. Where this shit could clearly still be running on a 3DS. Like, Pokemon Sword and Shield, that could have been a 3DS game. It would have been running like shit, but it could do it. Um, mm. Same with same with Three Houses. It, it could be running on a 3DS. And Gage is the first Fire Emblem that feels like a true fucking console Fire Emblem game. Not to say I, that the GameCube ones weren't as well, but like I'm saying they don't feel like ports. They feel like they are true to their system. They run immaculately. The gameplay is fucking great. The engage, so the engage thing where they had the rings of a specific past Fire Emblem character, is actually a really fucking fun gimmick. It's <laughs> really cool, and just it just makes the it makes the it makes the gameplay more customizable. I really like it. That just sounds like. Do you remember the RPG that released on the Wii U? Maybe not, but it was Fire Emblem crossed over with Persona. Way it was a persona. It was past uh, Fire Emblem Shin Megami characters. Tensei. Yes, Fire that's Emblem it, Encore. I mean, was, that's the thing. Well, you gotta remember, Persona is I, Shin Megami Tensei. Is, all I know from that is the just, theme song. And the, the, da, you're, da, da, da. You're, you're not particularly educated on, in the world of Japanese RPGs, are you? Except for Pokemon, it seems. No, I'm not an RPG guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like when, when we were talking about Final Fantasy at one point. You're like, where are the brothers? And I wanted to be like, they're separate. Con- like all Final Fantasy games, except for a very select few, are separate continuities from each other. They're just new stories, and that's why they how they keep it fresh rather than like right. you know building off of 
you know, one character to the next and everything like that. But um, no, Shin Megami Tensei is Persona, but Persona is the more successful spin-off yeah, it's, it's, series. It's the ugly stepchild that people just love more for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. I would call it the Cinderella, if anything. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. It's the Cinderella. Yeah. I, I know I know Persona's the spin-off, but people like that better because of five <laughs> and four. I would I would say three. Like th if you're which, gold, which I, one has I, golden? Four. But I would say I would say Ivan, if you're going if you ever have the interest in playing Persona, for one thing, if you stream it, three I will play with you. Three's the one they shoot you. themselves on the TV, right? Yes. It. Uh, no. 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 Four is the one where that you're 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 combining two. Four is the one where they dive into the TVs. Three is the one where they shoot themselves. Yes. Because because three was like early internet memes. Like I am I am highly aware of the Persona franchise, even if I've only yeah. played one of them. And three is three is a fucking immaculate game. Like Steve is the four wise. stand, and I'm the five stand. But I mean, I don't need to stand five. It's just and the, I stand it's three. It's the mainstream one. <laughs> three is my favorite. I would love to get. I would love it if we all like went away for a month, played our respective favorite Persona games, and came back to talk about it. I, except I would be at it for years because oh yeah, no, I don't five want, is honestly way too fucking long. I bought yet yeah, five is way too fucking like here's the thing I just don't like the characters in Persona 5 very much I did I I was initially like pretty invested in everything going on and then I hit the bank heist bit and I just completely dropped off after the art heist I don't know it's what happened I was just like game. it's such a long wordy fucking game it, it's the case with all RPGs honestly if I were to recommend you an RPG I would recommend Final Fantasy 10 because for one thing it's got a beautiful story it's pretty like on rails and you don't really forget what you're doing and it's got very intuitive combat that that's like easy to grasp is that not the one where he goes ha 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 that's a beautiful scene if you understand the context I don't need to but, I, 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 I watch multiple let's plays of that one I do not need to play Oh, fair. I, I fucking love that game, though. Like, that's I, 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 can tell, I can tell it has some unironic love, though. I, I get. I understand. It. I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy or any of the specific ones, but I get. I get the love of the series. I told. Yeah. I truly do. But uh, we should wrap it back and like basically, what I should say is between Fire Emblem and Engage and Three Houses. Three Houses is a lot of fun. It's got the better story, and that's enough to grip people. But after playing Engage for as long as I have, the gameplay is so much better. Fire Emblem Three Houses is fucking baby mode. Like, it's just like, it like, not, like compared to Engage, Engage has actually got fucking good gameplay. It, there's actual good difficulty, whereas you're just button mashing through uh, yeah. Three Houses gameplay-wise. That is true. You, could, you uh, could play any way you want. Like, you could literally solo it with your main character. Engage, you, you gotta play it right. If you ever want a difficult Fire Emblem game, play Conquest on the 3DS. The only thing I will say is that game is kind of like, like I did not enjoy those last two that, that those last ones on the 3DS personally. I mean, a good day, a good time to start downloading 3DS games because isn't the eShop? Oh like shit, it's gonna close in March. Yeah, good fucking point. I should get on that as well because there. Yep. Are, I kind of want to get like what was it, Donkey Kong on like the 3DS because they re-released the Wii game on 3DS ages ago. I remember. Yep. There are a few on there, and also like Earthbound on the 3DS, but it's only for new 3DSs. Yeah, and but I'm enough about like like you did something right before the show, Val. Like what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh I went to see Puss in Boots. Yeah, because apparently it came out later. Normally it the UK gets all our movies first, but no, no you we were, don't. No, you were no, late no, by no. months. No, we do not. We get movies way later than you. That's bullshit. I remember when, when Coco came out, like we had I was like, oh, you know, everyone's well, talking let me, about let Coco. me refrain. Animated films come out here earlier. 
but live action stuff comes out in the UK first. Like I, I don't know. I, ha it I does. have not. It really does. I've. I mean, when did Batman come out? Because that was like a first Valentine's Day thing it for was. us. Yeah. yeah no, that oh, came so out at the same time. time. Maybe that's because of the 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 reach that Warner Bros has there. Maybe they are just like you know. Yeah, we can just make an international release for this, and I I, I really don't get it. Anyway, Puss in Boots was a really good film. Goading. Uh, it, it, it was pretty fucking goading. One of my favorite I, la films of last year. And it's making a strong case to be an all-timer for me. I really It has love it. a lot of really strong emotive bits where I really did feel like emotions welling up from myself. Like, I like the bit that everyone went on about where uh, Puss is like, you know, he's got the anxiety from the fight going on. He's like, oh, fuck, I, I, I could actually die. And he runs away. And uh, it's when the dog, like, rests his head on his chest and stuff. And it's like, no, that's a really nice scene. I don't think it's the representation for anxiety attacks like everyone thinks it is. I, I like, was about to bring that Everyone's just like, this is, this is uh, the fucking best example of an anxiety attack ever. It's like, no, it's not. I don't think it is. I but think it's, it's very a nice I, I think it's moment. I think it relatively it is. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it handles it better than 99% of all fucking films. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the animation was fucking superb. And I really like character design. John Mulaney as uh, Jack Horner, kind of fucking awesome, Based. actually. So yeah. fucking so, super fucking good. People are so fucking scared to just have a fucking like bad guy, you know. And I'm and, yeah. and you know me, I like to have optimistic storytelling as well. But sometimes you do just gotta have just a just an asshole, man. Just a just a terrible motherfucker, and the whole purpose of them to be terrible. I would say it works in this specifically because you already had like, you know, you have three like things going on. You got everything going on with Puss, Kitty Softpaws, and Petito, I think they called him. Petito. The dog. I, yeah, Petito. Or, or as and, the uh, subtitles call him, speaks in Spanish, parentheses. <laughs> um, we should, I want to mention that because that was a thing on Twitter. Because cause, like, cause basically the last wish did not do well. Like now I understand why. It did not do well in theaters in its initial run, but go fucking figure. It was, um, it was not international because I, I just learned through you and a few other people that you guys are just getting Puss in Boots now. Mm -hmm. It was in the States around Christmas and it bombed. And so they went immediately to streaming. And it's like, well, it wouldn't have bombed if you, you know, put it out like everywhere. Internationally. And also not at the same time as Avatar. Did you want to bring up the fact that, uh, like, well, you got to bring up the, the subtitle thing. Yeah, yeah, the subtitles was the fact that there's a reason for this, kids. Um, because Stina messaged me too because we were rewatching it um, during a movie night on the uh, Joyride Discord, um, and that was a joke that we kept making was um, speaks in Spanish in parentheses. And the reason for this is because of localization. Just because your subtitle guy is not your localization guy, those are two completely different jobs. It doesn't matter if it's obvious that Perito is a name if it's Spanish. The, the 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 transcriber has to specifically put speaks in Spanish. You 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 have to specifically get a Spanish translator to then go in and then put all that Spanish in translated. That's a completely separate unionized thing. Mm. And obviously Netflix is not going to is going to cheap out and not do that. So that's why like when like Boots says holy frijoles and then it's speaks in Spanish parentheses. Hello Perito. Hello, speaks in Spanish. Just like it's that 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 that's that's why that happens. And I thought it was a very interesting th thing to bring How up. do you feel about this? Because you're bringing up subtitles. Do you remember when West Side Story came out? Yes. 
Did you watch West Side Story? I saw it in theaters. Did you see the stupid, like, quote from Steven Spielberg about why he didn't translate anything in Spanish or anything, supposedly out of respect for um, Spanish, and something about not letting white people win or something, and it's like, well, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah, I don't know about know that last says. part was not necessary to be added, but I do like the fact, I do, I do agree with fuck subtitles. Film is such a visual medium that you can, you can, if you're, if you're adept enough, you can communicate what's happening without understanding the language. And, it's, and Spielberg has the skill, but adding that shit where he's like, I'm trying to leave some people out, like, this is a civilian, like, okay, relax. Relax, Steven. <laughs> we just want to know what the fuck they're saying, dude. You know, here's the thing, you don't need to know what they're saying. Like, again, he is depth, he's very good at his job that you don't need to know what they're saying. You can, you can mm. guess, because West Side Story is just Romeo and Juliet. All right. I still think that's fucking dumb. His fucking now, like, now, now, if, on if that. it's a story, here's the thing: if it's a story where you really need the dialogue, yes. Mm. But in those brief bits, because it's not the entire film, but in brief little bits where they're just going off and talking in their own language, you don't need the fucking. You don't need the fucking only dialogue. thing I could say to uh, visuals, visuals uh, is the key. No, no, no. The only thing I could say about like the puss in boots thing was just. We've already learned this through Parasite. About the parentheses speaks in Spanish is that it might motivate someone to actually look up what those words mean or even learn to speak Spanish to some degree. I agree, I agree with that point. But That's yeah. the only point again, that I could say he made say a very specific creative decision subtitles. that he was correct until he la added the last unnecessary bits. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> I, uh, I, I agree, like, you don't need to understand language. You don't even have to talk. No, you don't. No, it's fine. Like, I do, have you ever seen El Topo? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the the, the mole, or I, th I think it translates to it's that weird fucking Spanish film where the cowboys going around killing a bunch of gunslingers or specific people out in a desert, and I think by the end of it he basically gets trapped in a mine with a bunch of like disabled people. Like I I watched that ages ago. I was been a while, and I was blitzed out of my mind. I think it was at least 2018 or something, and that was a while ago now, when. We really think about it, but um, yeah, that was a fucking weird film. I didn't understand Spanish. I feel like there were subtitles, but you know what? That film didn't actually have that much dialogue in it in the first. Yeah, you don't place. need it. Again, if you're good at what you're doing, you yeah. don't need. You well, don't it, need it was a very, it's a very art housey film. So it's one of yeah. those things where I am kind of sat there the and visual, like, because they're, they're, they're prioritizing visuals over dialogue. I want, I want to pass my own understanding of this film anyway. To be honest, so I don't mind that, but when it's like something like West Side Story or even Puss in Boots to a degree, yeah, I kind of want to know what they're saying. But like I said, I could justify it by saying, well, well Puss in Boots, you don't even really to... understand because it's just, it's just oh, yeah, no. catchphrases and True. Spanish names. No, yeah, I think, exactly. I think the wolf speaks Spanish at the end. He does. Like, at one point. And again, you don't need to hear because, again, it's not even just visual. You can tell in the sound of his voice that he is frustrated. He's expressing his frustration. Subtitles yeah. are necessary. Because again, that's 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 depth filmmaking. I am wondering why did they make death a wolf in Puss in Boots? Because well, my friend was like, "Well, it's but the, I get well, my it friend, obvious." I, people were getting really mad well, my about friend that. Was well, like, like, it's not that big wait, of what? a deal. It's pretty obvious. Wait, well, getting getting mad about why why he's a wolf? The, the, the people were getting mad because people apparently it's a spoiler that he's death. I mean, when it's like no, it was it's, pretty it obvious. obvious. It's still a kids movie at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it is. It's 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 super it's obvious. It's not a huge plot to it's like, oh my god, this changes the context of everything. No, it's 
No. Very written right across the walls. But, <laughs> no, yeah, that's. But the, yes, go no, my, on, my, go on. I was gonna ask, why is the wolf death? Why is death a wolf? And I'm wondering if that has something in like uh, Spanish, Mexican culture, or something like that. Because my friend was like, "Well, it's the big bad wolf." I'm like, "Well, no, it isn't the big bad wolf." No, it's I not mean, because the big bad it wolf could wears be the, a dress. Yeah, the big bad. Yeah, the big bad wolf wears a fucking he dress. Wears he wears drag like, and he's awesome. <laughs> I've been here the whole time, puss. But, <laughs> and then um, he like, just puts out, takes off the dress. So I think they're playing upon your preconception of that in terms of the mm. wolf. Um, it's actually more to do, it's less about being a wolf and more about being a canine, a dog. Yeah, because that's there's what a, there's I was a, there's a There's a foil here. There's the dog that antagonizes puss and there's the dog that comforts him, Perito. There's, there, mm -hmm. there, there, there's definitely a duality and a foil going on here. That's the yeah. reason. It's it, There isn't a... There, I'm sure there is. There's some culture where wolf definitely probably plays some kind of role in death, but primarily this is the this is just a duality thing. Yeah, that's 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 probably what I was thinking. But I was wondering if. But there also, was any death like... is the fact that like again, Shrek is a fairy tale universe, and they're mm -hmm. saying yeah, there there is a folklore because it's not just fairy tales; it's folklore in general. And so this is their folklore for death. The, the yeah, death has a representative in the Shrek universe, and now they've shown him. I thought the bit where they flashed all the map locations was cool because that straight up just tells you what each person is like trying to find in themselves like there's the bit where kitty yeah it's just a good uh, it's, it's all a it's all loneliness story yeah no it's like all, all the stuff is like the lonely mountains something of loneliness. you just see it yeah, you just see it, and it's like, oh, I understand what you're looking for then. And I thought, I actually thought, uh, Soft Paws was like one of the better characters in it. It's one of those things where I feel like nowadays, like, I mentioned this with something that we watched recently and we talked about. Oh, yeah, with, with that manga, with, uh, uh, what we're, what, what Steen is reading right now, uh, the Andrew? name eludes, uh, pardon? Uh, Andrew or, uh, Sas? The, 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 Basara, Basara, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, where I said that it's nice that there's no breaking down of other characters to lift up other characters, because that's what, like, I feel like, as I said, a lot of modern, more Western films are doing really wrong. They feel the need to break down the characters around them to try and lift up new Another characters one. a lot of the time. And it was like, You're wrong, I enjoyed. I'm right. I get it. But 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 no but but no but I I definitely I, I definitely agree. No 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 I'm I'm saying not you. I'm not saying between us. I'm saying that, oh, no 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 between the, us. That's no. the, the, I'm saying the character is right and all the other characters are wrong. Yeah yeah. That's no, what I that's what, what I, I mean. But I know I understood like, that. I but not even in that way. I mean you don't have to break other characters down. I agree. That's such a nice thing. No, I mean like but specifically, I really like the relations between Softpaws and Puss because this is a story about a man who has lost his confidence and the people around him are supporting him and actually giving him a reason for him to live. It's never a point of like, you know, Softpaws being like, ah, you've lost your fucking self boots, you know, you fucking suck now and everything and I'm better than you or anything like that. It's like, because he doesn't need that or anything it's a nice film in that they actually help build him back up to who he really is and maybe Bad, even and, make and him a better person like a yeah. little more appreciative of what he currently has like it, it's I it's a it's such like you could we could discuss this film for hours that's how fucking good yeah. it is it was a really fun film and it kind actually almost makes me for Hollywood, it let's be honest actually <laughs> almost makes me excited for Shrek 5 if they're actually making it because they seem it to fucking imply eventually. it very heavily. I am actually down for Shrek 5. I'm more excited if they for Kung Fu like, Panda 4 because it's the same they're director. They're making a Joel Kung Fu Panda 4? They're making another Kung Fu Panda and it's going to be the same guy who just directed Puss in Boots. 
I, I thought that uh, fucking Kung Fu Panda 3 was like, it, it was like a perfect trilogy, wasn't it? It was, but, you know, <laughs> money. Yeah, true. And, and, but, and, know, and I would Jack normally Black. say I'm not excited, but after seeing this, oh yeah, I would gladly take it like Kung Fu Panda if they're gonna go the same route as Puss in Boots did. Yeah. DreamWorks Honestly, is on it right now. DreamWorks they are. They, is they so have, on right now. They have really been kicking Disney's ass Did you see um like the bad guys? I did not watch the bad guys. It, I, I mean, after watching Puss in Boots, it'll seem like I a step down. I thought it was... Honestly, I'll say this. I think DreamWorks have decided they found their fucking, um... Their target audience in furry baiting, to be honest. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Just As long as you get, like, good fucking characters, good writing and directing, like, who gives yeah, a fuck? Yeah, no, it's fine. You can who make whatever the fuck, fuck you want if it's actually... If it's actually well done and entertaining, it, it really doesn't But, I mean, like, this, the bad guys is, like, a very babyish movie by comparison. It's not as that's deep. That's what I... That's really what I got from But it's that's still really fun, it. though. It's still that's really fair. fun, and the, and the animation is fucking great. I understood it, it immediately. It definitely runs a little bit too long, though. That's the reason why Puss in Boots is also fucking incredible across the board. Because it's mm. a fucking airtight film. It, it runs close to that, that perfect hour. Yeah, I will say I this. I will say I have only one little niggle with it. And that is... I, I was kind of like, hmm. And weirdly, like, not offended or anything like that. But I was really taken aback and like... That adds really nothing that the dog swears... Okay, so this is a thing that anime films are doing now. So I've I've discussed this with Stina and, and all the Joy Boys during movie nights. Hey, guys, if you ever want to hear my rants about movies, man, movie night, Discord, you get it for $1 a month on Patreon. That's all it takes. And then Saturday nights, we literally gather around and watch movies if I show up because I get so fucking busy. But when I do show up, hmm. I rant. And one of my favorite rants is the 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 uh the Cold War with cussing now in films. Hmm. Um PG-13 films, um, in the past, like, I mean, about 10 years now, uh, they all get, like, one F-word at the end of the film, hmm. and they're allowed to pass as PG-13. I'm starting to sense, I'm starting to see multiple F-bombs much earlier in the films now. Not only that, but they're not even censoring them when they air on TV now. Hmm. We, we, we have, su suddenly, we, as, as a country, in our, in our Puritan, our, our openly Puritan, but quietly fucked up country. Uh, we uh, we've now silently agreed that we all get one f bomb now. And now children's films are starting to catch on to this, where they still can't swear, but they can censor beep swears, and that's acceptable. Mm. And again, we saw this escalation happen within a span of a year. Um, starting with Super Pets, the uh, the Warner Brothers animation, but with uh, Crypto and Super Dog. Did you watch that? Actually, that one had multiple. What am I talking about? That one had multiple swears as well. There's an old tortoise character who literally drops f bombs that are that are censored, and it's fucking funny. And then Pussy Boots does it, where the guy just keeps dragging on and constantly fucking swearing. Mm -hmm. And it's so morbidly fascinating how quickly that escalated from live action to animated, where like no one gives a damn anymore. I was but just you still like, can't say swears in the first three seconds of a YouTube video, though. Be careful. I was just surprised and kind of like, does this add anything to his character, really, that he's the only one it's who, not, like, this is So this is probably Puss in Boots' one cardinal sin. It's one lazy joke. Where it's like, all right, just in case we can't get the adults to laugh. Cause we, because even though at the end of the day, we still have a bunch of producers who still don't trust the animations for everyone. I'll just get a couple of cussies in there and then beep it to make the, the, make the, the basic adults in the audience laugh. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. And it's fine. Like, it was funny. 
granted, C and I were drunk as fuck when we saw this. We this is a new fucking thing that now now if we go see a children's film and we're because we were not certain about this film. No one was certain about Puss in Boots. It absolutely oh, it, it, it was reflected in its box office. Its streaming is doing great in box office because um it had it had to use word of mouth. Uh, not many people went and saw it. So me and Steve were basically when we're uncertain about an animated film. We will sneak drinks in there and we will just have a blast because we live hmm. in bumfuck nowhere. So like, there's no one in the theater. I'm gonna say, people, if like there's a film that you are like passingly interested in, just like go watch it in the fucking cinema. Support the industry. I don't want to have to fucking every time I watch a film sit in my own home and pay fifteen fucking additional pounds or something just to watch a brand new fucking film. I'd rather go out to the fucking cinema with my friends. Yeah, this. Uh, but again, it's just because this the the cinema experience is not equitable as I've learned over since mm -hmm. COVID, and so I get there are circumstances where you need to stream because not everyone has that same. And also, Val, you're talking about fifteen pounds. I mean, that, that's very close to the price of a movie ticket now. Yeah, I know, but I'd rather frank, have like you know the big gas, fucking screen and everything. I don't want to sit in my fucking house and watch like gas a fifteen and pound film. concessions, like honestly, like the art, the, the, the art is being made. But that being said, it's not as if streaming isn't shooting itself on the fucking foot right now. Constantly. Oh, like Netflix. What's that? Like Netflix. Yeah, which we're not gonna discuss because what an I mean, obvious I'm, like water is wet. This anti-consumer deal. This new anti-consumer policy I might be is fucking stupid. In the I might be spouting in the streets, but I'm more of an Amazon Prime guy. I mean, that's fair. I mean, Amazon Prime has stuff. They're kind of lackadaisical about like what they 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 hold on to, but it's better than mm -hmm. HBO Max constantly. Like we've already had Canceling this discussion shit. where they just like they they're afraid to hold a license. Like they they are like literally removing art from our minds. They're like you can't mm -hmm. even think about what we have. <laughs> Right That's now. why I, I, I like That isn't buying, DC like, or a video game. I don't mind buying an old film for like a fiver and knowing, oh, I can watch that whenever the fuck I want. If like the streaming service was like, you pay for this 15 Oh, the pound, case for physical media will always be around if they if, keep acting if, like this. If these things, oh, dude, that's I. I think uh, you might have seen it on my birthday, but I got like Planetas on Blu-ray, DVD. I and saw, shit. yeah, you know, I saw I'm you all about that, that physical media. I fucking have. Have you watched that anime yet? Uh, Plantis, I keep, I still have not. I I really I recommend it. I, it. I know you do. You would fucking love it. It's about working in a corporation during like a time where space travel and space tourism tourism is at like a boom, and like they're ramping up to exploring like the outer galaxy and shit like that, like going to fucking Mars and shit. It's like Elon Musk's fucking dream, but it's actually a really fucking good anime about stagnation and like you know. Who, who's the writer on that? Dreams. Someone we know. Same person who made Vinland Saga. Exactly, and that's why I want to segue because uh, winter anime. So we made a mistake a couple. I mean, we I did made a mistake a couple weeks back when I was first discussing Vinland Saga season two, where I said, "Oh wow, it feels like the animation teams changed at Mappa between seasons," without even realizing that. Studio Wit, Wit did season one. Mappa is doing the current season two. And I'm like, God damn it. They gotta get their hands is, on everything. What is with Wit? I mean, I, I know that spy well, family. No, we, well, I mean, we already know what's with Wit. They they were going bankrupt because they were overextending themselves. Because they're not like Mappa where they'll, they choose to starve their animators. Wit goes, do we starve or do we get realistic? And they get realistic. I fucking love Studio Wit. I love Wit. I, I we've discussed, Wit's our new favorite studio, right? Between Ranking of Kings, uh, Spike's family, and all the shit they did touch before they got rid of it. I mean, fucking great. What do you think of 
Vinland Saga season two, then I assume. Well, it's Farmland it? Saga. It's the one of the best arcs in the series. So story wise, it's great. Animation wise, now that I know that it was traded over from Wit to Mappa, it's a fucking downgrade. <laughs> I, I I remember when Attack on Titan. It looks like Titan. Attack on Titan during its I remember. Episodes. I remember when Attack on Titan the final season came out because you were vehemently like, "You leave the fucking animators alone. They're doing their best." And now it's like it's a fucking downgrade, but. Well, because, because I, dislike, I, I don't blame I know, the animators. I blame the don't. directors and the producers in charge because they're starving <laughs> them. It's not the animators' fault, man. They're fucking, know, they know, are fucking starving. They are exhausted. They are stretching you know, thin. Uh, it's just a year down the line and stuff, you know, or two years even. Two years down the line. It's just funny to see how things change, I guess. My impression of the, of the studio as a whole, the animators... No, yeah, no, Ma Mappa has lost a lot of respect from a lot of people, as far as I can tell, except for the normies who will continue to go, Mappa is the greatest fucking animation They'll studio go, wow, on this Mappa, planet. They'll go, wow, Mappa, wow, so many, give these animators a break, ha uh -huh. Like, that was funny this, the millionth time, now we're about a billion times into the same fucking joke that's not helping. Like, mm -hmm. no, you need to really start criticizing Mappa, like, I'm serious, like, there, you need to start, like, I kind of don't want to fucking watch the season of Vinland Saga. I, I'm I I don't want to watch the new Attack on Titan. I don't want to give. I don't want to keep enabling these fuckers, man. This is horrible. They they have basically turned into a bloated mass of just fucking shows and shows. I don't and it's, want it's, to it's, enable it. It's getting it. ridiculous. It is getting it is getting ridiculous. It's like you know I I'm quite happy because I just watched Demon Slayer Mugen Train and that film was okay. It it, it wasn't amazing. I I kind of am thinking. I sort of understand why maybe these uh, uh, studios don't uh, make arcs into films to a degree, but maybe that's because of the contents of the arc of Mugen Train itself being set on, like, a very simple, single place. Like, I wish that was the argument, but as you, I mean, you just saw it, I mean, Mugen Train is literally just episodes of the anime pressed together. It yes. literally repeats itself like an anime would weekly. Mm -hmm. Like, no, Mugen Train the movie could shave off 40 minutes and you would not miss anything. No, uh, I thought it was all fucking But if we want to pretty... take it as a whole, like, yes, it's an excellent arc. It's an excellent set piece. I, I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, like, I, I would recommend it. I think it's very it. good, but it's not anything different that you would see UFO Table do on television. I agree, yeah. I, I didn't that, really see anything. And that's the problem. That's why the My like, Hero yeah. movies are actually kind of awesome. As much as mm. I hate how much they take away from the, the main TV series, at least when you go there, you're going to see something you, I mean, you could see on TV if they didn't siphon the budget away. But as of it currently, as it currently stands, the movies give you something you don't get to see on TV. I would actually like it if My Hero Academia ended the series anime with a movie. We'd all love to see that, but they won't. I, I think that the events that have taken place in the manga th thus far would translate extremely well to a big fucking movie release. Oh, so there is a rumor that, even though we've passed Jump Festa and they have not announced another My Hero movie, there is rumors that there's going to be another movie because... Well, there's going to be another movie. Because right now, because with what's going on with the manga, the fact that Hori is definitely very late, and as we've learned through the main series anime, that there's clearly limits to what Bones is allowed to see... And right now, Bones is a very weird spot where they don't quite know. They definitely don't know how the anime, how the how the manga ends yet. And they're in this weird no. space where they should be producing the final series, the final season, about right now. So there's a rumor that the anime might take a year off, and we'll just get a movie. That I'd be happy with that. I think that would be just fine. 
I think that I think that would be the way to do it, honestly. Take I'm, a year like off, said, do movie, a movie. Give it get, one year, you get a movie, another year, you get a season. Like that's kind of how it should have been. Done. I, no, I don't want a season. I want to end the fucking series off with a fucking well, movie. The movie well, the movie's not going to be relevant to the series. It's going to be a one-off again. As you I and, know, I, as you and I, I predicted in a few episodes back, it's going to be like summer vacation or post-graduation. They're going to fuck the timeline again. Want, I don't just care. want a fucking... I just want more of these fil films to be adaptations of actual series because I would be more... Like, anyone would just be more inclined to go see it that way. Because I didn't bother with the last two My Hero Academia movies, as you know, because I know they're not fucking important. I watched One Piece because I'm a fucking I'll, I'll be honest, slut though, for One Piece. Heroes Rising is fucking awesome, and World Heroes Mission has, even though the story's boring, the best animation, the animation's but really boring, fucking yeah. cool. It should have been a road trip movie with the fucking boys, and they only did Midoriya in this one. Thankfully, kid, which I know. Well, I mean, there are two boys. It's Midoriya and a movie-exclusive yeah, character who honestly is better than most original characters in the in the Yeah, but series. it's like the Pokemon films. I like the Pokemon films. It's like the ones exactly that I have like the Pokemon Because films. I like seeing Ash, Brock, and Misty all fucking contribute to something. Granted, do Misty and Brock contribute a lot in those films? Not fucking really. Except oh, no, in they get the best hand. anime Except in the best anime hand. movie ever. There's a particular Pokemon movie. Hey, guy, I, I, Stina, um, who runs our social media, was uh, was pushing for those Pokemon movie reviews again that I did. And I discussed mm -hmm. this, where there's a movie where Brock, they don't even hide it, they literally shit can his ass. Where they just leave him behind, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I've been left behind. <laughs> and they move on. Which one is that? That's, uh, that is Giratina and the Sky Warrior. The one that Shaman in it. Wait, they just leave Brock behind? They just leave Brock behind multiple times. What the fuck? Brock's cool. Brock is awesome. Brock is fucking awesome. I loved it when he came back in Sun and Moon. He was fucking ripped and shit. Uh, I think they'll bring him back for a little bit if they haven't already, because they're doing the, they're oh, doing they the farewell tour right now. Yeah, yeah. Again, another I... anime that should not exist right now, because the last thing I checked, um, Oriental Light and Magic was not. Was kind of they're like only doing they're abstaining. only doing this to catch up on like the amount of episodes that are actually owed to the fucking thing or something. Yeah, yeah, they they're, 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 they're I, I could have sworn they had already met their deadline, but maybe they haven't. It's it's something hmm. like that. They're either trying to trying they're trying to finish their contract or they're buying time for the new anime. I don't probably a mix of both. Maybe, maybe. Um, next in winter uh, anime though, um, Bal, have you been watching Trigun Stampede? <sighs> I. I've only been looking at it. I haven't really had the time to be I doing know, me like too. I feel so bad. We keep promising but that we review this. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've I watched one episode. I'm waiting for the to, dub. I, I feel like I've the dub's already out. Oh yeah, I want more of it. I want. I want to. Oh, it. you've already watched one episode of the dub. I've watched okay, one episode of the. I watched the first episode. And I'm waiting for a couple more dub episodes to come out. I took a look at it, and I gotta say, I think it really looks beautiful. It looks awesome. It, in in some places i think visually or orange have like captured a really amazing style like they do because as everyone knows i fucking adore b stars i adore the first season of b stars i adore i enjoy the first core of b stars yeah i i think that b stars season one is fucking good the first episode literally got me into the manga which as <laughs> I have said many times before. It start. It's B stars starts for me as a must read, and then towards the end, it's like it, none of it was really worth it. Just falls apart. It happens. It fuck. It really fucking does. It's like you found gold and you take it to the fucking bank, and then it just turns to shit in your hands on the way there. I have no idea how a ball was dropped so fucking hard, but um. 
it really looks really it, it looks super impressive it is one of the i literally flashed a shot to my friend and be like yo check out this anime and he's like yeah it's 3d and then it's that bit where that guy tries to shoot vash and he does those like really like quick sick movements and everything with like and, and it looks so amazing he was like whoa what is them like oh it's the new trigun it looks really fucking good doesn't it but then there's bits where it's like the chase scene that everyone like shows it's like 3D animation is getting better and better and it's like I still think that Vash scene looks-, looks so that scene looks shit Really? I think it looks just I fine think, for what it is. Uh, no. Again, it's, it's TV no, it's CG. in, it's in it. his movement. It's in his movement. There are bits where Vash's movements are really fucking great, where it's like skipping frames and everything. But in that specific scene, it is trying to make everything so smooth that Vash almost has this like horrible floaty video game weight to him when he moves okay, and stuff. That. And it ends yeah. up looking really shit to me in places. And it's a shame because I do think visually it looks amazing. And I love the updated character designs. Bits that I don't like are things like Vash's arm being on show all the time, because I think I've spoken about this before. I loved the original Trigun, and there's a very important bit that I believe is coming up in the manga, in the anime, the new anime, where he is faced down by, I want to say his name is like Moev the Gale. And this is like the first downright sadistic evil motherfucker that Vash meets. And he does not care about, like, the loss of human life. And this makes Vash so fucking angry, he contemplates killing him. And one of the best scenes in that is where Vash goes to shoot him. He loses his gun, only to reveal that his robotic arm turns into a gun. And it recontextualizes many scenes before this for you as a person watching. And it really sticks into you, Vash's resolve not to kill people. Because it turns out in all the occasions where he hasn't had a gun or he's been like seemingly at a disadvantage, he could have taken a life or fought back, but he never has. It's one of those things. And I, I'm really disappointed in something like that. It sounds like a nitpick. I know. And no, I it also sounds, kind of, I think that sounds reasonable. And I also I think the, I that. I know this anime has been doing things out of order. Like this one starts mm-hmm. on some shit that you weren't supposed to be revealed to like much later. Yeah, well, the the manga is very different, and, like, I've met people that really like the first core of Trigun before it gets into the sci-fi stuff, while this one is immediately being like, no, this is all sci-fi, because initially you yeah, just think, Yeah, it, does, it, well, doesn't, it is... doesn't, like, taunt or tease you. There's no foreplay no. in the new one. It's, it's yeah, immediately like, this is sci-fi. And go figure, different time. That's what I like about the original Kids Trigun, don't wanna, though. don't want to direct Western anymore. Yeah, I like it feeling initially like a steampunky western only to reveal, no, uh, it's all sci-fi actually, there's different, like, you know, this has space travel and uh, the creation of this planet, the civilization that lives on it now, is actually, like, directly connected to Vash. It's a really good reveal, I think, and I find it weird, personally, like, personal taste aside. I agree, no, I agree, I think I was very much, like, I raised an eyebrow, like as much as I enjoyed that first episode, I raised an eyebrow when it started the way it did. I'm like, mm. I feel like you were supposed to see some other things. You're supposed to earn that. it. You're supposed to earn it by like that, sticking that, that, through that and like finding earned, out. That like, feels like an earned context. I would even say that that is like how, it's almost like how One Piece is now revealing like, oh no, we're actually in the future and robots and shit were a thing. And like, clearly we've gone full circle and like technology is reset and shit like that. That's how it feels, but in a way quicker, maybe even better way, because, like, Vash is actually directly connected to those events, and that's what makes it really fucking cool. Okay, otherwise, on the list, um, I've only seen two others, um, Buddy Daddies. 
so by X family, but way more brutal, it seems. Not really. Not I would I actually see, say, like No, honestly, it's actually like even like duller. Oh really? <laughs> it, oh no, no. I I mean I've seen bits and it's like seems quite a bit violent, actually. The first like more episode, violent. The first episode there's some action. After that, it's pretty mundane. Again, this is a very high floor, low ceiling anime that's definitely banking off the success of Spike's mm. family. And that's fine. It's just it's just very okay. It's just very okay. Seeing I've been watching Fair a couple enough. episodes, I'm just like, you know, this is harmless. It's not <sighs> spectacular. But I, another, um, what's that? I kind of like the look of Tomo-chan wa Ononako. Hey, hey Tomo-chan is a girl. That's the next thing I want to talk about. So I just started watching this. Uh, audience, um, this is one of those opportunities where you should just be watching the English dub. Yeah. I know, I know the sub period. If you're a sub period, don't bother because you won't like it. But people mm. who enjoy dubbing, Tomo Chan is a must watch. This dub cast is having a fucking blast. <laughs> this is a seriously funny show. Um, it's not it's not Kaguya sama funny. It's funny like not necessarily a uh, ghost stories funny, but kind of like kind of a cousin of that humor. It's where tongue in where, where the, where the dub actors are doing the heavy lifting. Taking a bit of the piss, which is like always kind yeah. of fun. When I mean, you they're, can they're see not that. fucking with the main story because the, 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 I, I watched the sub like to see what changed. It's very much the same. It's just the delivery is next level with the English guys because they're delivering mm. it in a in a in a, in a, a language that you contextually understand. If English is your first language, here is one that I can actually talk about only because it's actually in that genre of super short anime that I just like to watch sometimes. Like that marshmallow one that I was talking about. I know, and I yeah, thought it was three new. minute yeah. fucking yeah. tax deductions. I, I fucking <laughs> love three minute tax deductions so fucking much because I know, so, I know you it's, do. That's your favorite. It's like it's like one of those super small cans of uh, fizzy drink that you can buy where you kind of look at it. I'm trying to remember. Like, well, besides, um, what did what's the one Roboco. that Trigger did? Boku to Bokuto Roboco. So I remember you talking about the manga. Wait, me and Roboco is is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember you telling me that it seems like Japan's attempt at Family Guy almost. And it's I actually quite enjoy Bokuto Roboco. I should watch it. I did not know that was out yet. They like they 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 had a very like top heavy uh, marketing campaign, and then it Mm -hmm. just kind of petered out for some reason. I did not know this was actively out. I will actually, I actually watch that. I like it more than Pop Team Epic, to be honest, because Pop Team I, Epic is like I a know few good you memes quite like Pop Team Epic. I yeah, no, exactly. Like Pop Team e- Epic to me is a real flash in the pan series that everyone acts like they fucking adore with all their no hearts one's when it. it's out, and then it's like. Oh, it's done. Like, they just use it. They just want to fucking be the first to show off the memes from it's, it and it's, shit. It's, nor- it's normie anime. Like, again, like, so, so, so Pop Team Epic is like, what's the one with all the countries and they're all fucking Yuri? Oh, fucking, uh, Hetalia. Yeah, Hetalia. It's the, it's the Axis modern Powers Hetalia. Hetalia. yeah. Not to, not to say I did not enjoy Hetalia. Again, if you're talking about that three minute shit that, I, that we enjoy, I love Hetalia. <laughs> I would actually say Hitalia has more worth than fucking Pop Team Epic Yo, in the grand I, scheme I of things. I'm just saying that it's very normy. There is a tiny country somewhere. I cannot remember the specifics of this, but there is a tiny country that is like only barely recognized as a country. It's super small, and Hitalia actually recognized it. And I just the know that, king of, I just know that and fucking the king, oil rig that's also a country in the middle of the like, king of that country actually painted a, a portrait of the author to thank him for including yeah, their country. In it, I fucking love that shit, and I also I remember this specifically because there was a 
girl in my high school who absolutely adored Hetalia, like, to death. Like, I would, like, I would, like, walk past her and she'd be, like, watching it on the fucking computer and she would be doing work or something. Like, clips on YouTube and shit. So it's just ingrained in my mind as a thing. Yeah, so back, back in the OG days of Funimation, Funimation made that thing available for free on YouTube. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was so short. Sick. They're like, we make more money off YouTube videos than we would putting it behind our subscription wall. Uh, I want to talk about, actually, uh, Nier Automata. Because here's the thing. I have yet to play Nier Automata, but I'm very educated on a lot of things to do with Yoko Taro as a director and whatnot. And I really want to play the Nier games. I have only played Drakengard. That is the only game of his I've played. And I've always been very interested in Nier and I've talked to lots of people about Nier. I know a lot about Nier. And I feel like this Nier anime, I know it's called version one and everything. So I don't know if they are trying to do what the games do. Do you know much about Nier? Or, or, I am or very well. Via Osmosis, I know Nier very well. Fair. So you know that the main point of the game is replaying it where you are slowly drip-fed more and more context as to what is going on. Yes. As you replay the game and different scenarios kind of unfold. Like it might be, oh, I'm playing a new game. Oh, but this time you're playing as like the character that's been escorting you and you're getting... Uh, examples of what they're seeing actually and context about how they feel in these situations and that's what like makes it really intriguing I'm just like man I cannot be fucked with that in anime form I would rather play the games I am more tempted to just buy the games not even looking at this anime and just play them than experience it through the anime to be honest that's well, just my opinion fun, on it. A fun I thing feel to like... mention about Nier, Nier is, uh, is like hot off the uh, presses of um, issue I've been having a couple weeks ago about uh. this house of cards where if one thing goes wrong, it all goes wrong. Nier Antano went on delay for a little bit. As did a few other series. Uh, I do not know it off the top of my head. There was, it was Nier Antano and three other series went on hiatus uh, because people got sick. Because uh, the, 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 the triple-demic is hitting Japan very hard right now. And if uh, one person gets sick, well, that was the one person that was very resp heavily responsible for one very important piece of the uh, of the production, and so they just have to stop. And that happened to Nier and a few others recently. Man, that's fucking. It, it, no, it is ridiculous that they don't have like people set up to at least like fucking no backups. Up. Yeah, no backups and shit like that. I mean, I mean well, why it, would is... they? It's just a billion dollar industry. What could what could go wrong by only having one? Golden Kamui's Golden Kamui's still MIA. Still MIA. Fuck. It was that bad. Crazy. It was that bad. Of all the ones, <laughs> it was mine that went on indefinite hiatus. <laughs> so mad. So mad. Was there any other you want to discuss that you actually saw, or do we want to move on I, to the I, manga? Now? I I really have not watched anything. Like I I'm I'm looking through this no, list and enough. I'm like, is there anything here that I could? get into there's the legend of heroes i know everyone fucking loves the legend of heroes when it came out there's a new monogatari mononogatari yeah no you see you've reached a point where you're just reading the list stop it there's nothing relevant <laughs> no because sometimes like i will see something i'm like oh these characters designs are appealing or something or something about this like, oh you know i did actually take a, a quick look at out of uh, sheer curiosity curiosity uh, it, it's an isekai. You've already lost. I me. believe B 
Ben Benria Saito San Isekai Niku, and it's Handyman Saito in another world, where it's just this regular blue collar dude ends up in a fantasy world of knights and wizards and no. shit like that, and he just like impresses no, them up. all with his like handyman know how. Basically, I took a quick glance at that. Essentially, okay. And so I, I've got recommend recommendation for you if you think that's interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. So a guy, um, regular blue collar, normal guy, goes to another world, but he has a cell phone. But if that one doesn't, that one doesn't take your fantasy. Here's another one: regular blue collar guy goes to another world, and he buys a bunch of slaves for himself. I actually liked the first season of Shield Hero. I actually <laughs> liked how they did that. I genuinely liked. You no, know, Shield Hero was pretty liked... good. No, Shield Hero was pretty solid. Seriously, I, I I had a conversation with lots of people. And they were like, no, Shield Hero's fucking ass. He literally like enslaved. And it's like, what what? Did you not watch it? It's literally that he has no choice. And even then, he treats them with the utmost respect. It's like, but it's just gonna turn into a romance. It's like, no, it's super fucking beautiful. When they take away like his slave, like in the context of things. Yeah. But it's like, no, he like views them as his like daughter and shit, and he's so fucking afraid of being abandoned because the entire world hates him. Because it turns out everyone else is super fucking racist and just fucking uh virtue signaling to spite him. It's actually really fucking good. But then the second core of the anime occurred, and it became the most by the numbers regular isekai, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> Uh, right. So here's the deal, Val. We're running. We're rolling up on time. I let's actually talk about my favorite pin. fucking manga. I want to put a pin on our weekly manga discussion because I mean, One Piece is on break. My Hero Academia is on hiatus because our man Hori is sick again. This is bad. Um, I mean, he's pushing himself fucking hard. He's with pushing the art. himself you can way tell. too Him fucking and his hard. Team. And when he comes back, he's gonna rush to the end before he gets sick again. So, this does not bode well for the ending of My Academia. Kids. He could honestly end it in like four chapters if he wanted, I think. He if he if he really wanted to, he could. He he's due for more. Remember though, he 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 has a schedule up to the end of March. He owes jump to the end of March. He has to be there or not be there, but there has Hurry. to be My Hero airing at some capacity until the end of March. Hurry, baby. You gotta kill Shigaraki. So Just fucking do back. it. He's not coming back until late February, so he could wrap the series in six chapters. I don't believe it, but the fact that he keeps getting sick makes it more and more believable that he's gonna try to wrap this shit in six chapters. <laughs> I feel so I, bad. I feel we're laughing, but I feel bad. That's gotta be fucking miserable. He is... Like, again, we're, we're talking about how he has to do it. I'm sure he doesn't want to do it. But it's about your fucking health, man. Dude, I'm sure Shonen Jump don't want him to fucking do it. I don't know, Shonen, man. Shonen Jump's like, Hurry, baby, do you, do you want some tea? Oh, yeah, I'd love some tea, like, putting you rat take poison it. You know, in actually, there. You know what? I, I like this. You know what? I like this narrative. I, I like the narrative that, that Jump is, is purposely getting Horikoshi sick. So he delays it just a little bit later. So my hero lasts until fall before they have to replace a bunch of series. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to end it. We my have five. nothing for spring. We have it's nothing like, for spring, Hori. You got to hold off till fall. What no, if no, my no. hero <laughs> last? What if we just predicted that my hero game goes to fall at the end of this year now because of this? <laughs> No, no, no. It's doing a fucking they're pulling a misery on him right now. Yeah, it's oh, like, look yes. man, and and while and while you're sick, Hori, you know, if you think of some better ideas, he's just there like 
I did think of something there's, really good, there's actually. There's posters all over his room. My Hero Academia Shippuden, My Hero Academia Shippuden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but here's what I want to get to, because the comments, the comments, no, I've been trying to talk about Fabricate 100 for two months now. Oh. <laughs> for two months, I've lain dormant in patience, and I want to talk about <laughs> Fabricate 100. I have read five chapters of it. Does There's it get more chapters. interesting? There's six chapters now. Maybe seven. I got to the point where they went to the base of what seemed to be fabricant hunters or like yes. more like more people that have been victimized by fabricants. It's a mix. Like, it's a it's a safe shelter. Basically, it's people who hunt them and people who have been victims of them. Yeah. They, they, they all live in one space because this is the safest place to be from replicants. So let me wrap it back. As we did in our in our preview of the new manga, we discussed the premise of Fabricant 100, and I said I would not bring it back up unless it got interesting, and mm. it has gotten interesting. We talk wow. about adaptive versus innovative storytelling. What what separates, in my eyes, what separates the 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 great jump manga from the good i'm still not ready to call fabric 100 great but i i sense the potential for greatness in this one because like it has a very art. innovative relationship between protagonist and antagonist the fact mm. that they have a deal with each other and a lot of the conflict comes from the changes in their dynamic there I is a that. power struggle between these two Mm -hmm. In a game that they play, and I very much like it, where one seems to be have more power than the other until there's just a bit of a, again they take just little side steps from each other. I, I don't. I just. I. I this um Daisuke Inoshima is the mangaka. I have not heard of any work he's done prior to this. He feels like a very brand new mangaka, very young. My issue, my criticisms of issue one were the fact that things felt a little bit rough and uncomfortable. And I feel like if this manga gets more time, if you get past that 18 mark, that 18 chapter mark before most manga get axed, between 18 and 30, if you can get past 30, I think Fabricate 100 is going to become great. The more reps this guy gets in, the more comfortable he gets, this mm. is only going to get better. The art has been improving with each chapter the writing has there's still a few feel weird weird quirks to it but like if we're patient with this one this could become great people have been very supportive of it like the the discourse around this has been very positive i think it's just very emphatically okay i don't think this is incredible but i see i sense the potential and people even before the potential are really enjoying this hmm. and i think it's just because it's just it's it's very nice old school shonen jump like again like it, it, it's a it's very much adaptive but the innovation comes in just the relationship between the main character and the fabricant number 100 the the, the titular uh character that he carries around with him where they're like they have a deal and the 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 the, the, the addendums to that deal kind of change day by day as they have to learn to tolerate and cooperate with each other and it's almost kind of be it's 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 starting to turn the zatch bell where we're meeting other humans who have made deals with I was, I'm skimming through chapter 7, and I was about to say... Is yeah, this chapter the lady 7 who's... starts going full Zatch Bell. Oh, so you feel like it might have the potential to turn into a monfire? 
it's 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 echoing that it's never gonna be a full mon fighter but chapter seven proves that this guy has done his homework and he's echoing it he goes i know the shit you like he he, he knows that adaptive is the safest way to go and he is adapting but shall we talk about he has my the innovation favorite mon the relationship, fighter though. what's that Shall we talk about my favorite Mon Fighter? Yes, let's talk about Yominu Sugai or Daemons of the Shadow Realm. We need to start pushing that name for our friends at Vizmedia. Ah, uh, yeah, we do. We need to we do, do their their marketing for them. Uh yeah, <laughs> Yominu Sugai is getting very fun. It is. Talk about good old-fashioned fucking shonen. I mean, shonen teams to, seems to want to skim over the action these days, which I get is fine. But there's nothing quite like actually getting a play-by-play -play fight the way that Yomi no Usugai does it. The way Hiromu Arakawa does it, I would yes. say. Yes, where we get to actually watch a fight. That mm. is the magic of monthly manga, where you will actually get to physically watch a fight. I love it. Oh, this, is, this, is, this has been fucking fun. It has. No, I, I really like this fight. I, I like the moving around. I, I like chase kind of fights where it's like we're getting a lot of like different aspects it's of the area. It's a mobile fight, yes. Yeah, like uh, you got this bit where um the guy jumps off the roof onto like uh, a truck onto a brick. Oh, wait, no, it's not a truck. It's like the other end of the roof that he's just jumping off of. And that's like the uh storm drain onto like a wall and shit like that. And... uh. I really do feel like lately, I don't know about you, but the main character is, I think he's becoming a bit more endearing as a person. I don't think he has like a major, like, uh, he doesn't have a big personality. He doesn't. He doesn't. I think. His, his bit, he, he has a fish out of water bit. That's all he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I appreciate things like how. It's okay because the characters around him have a lot of personality, so he can be forgiven. Yeah. They, like, they, I was they, they, having a lack of characterization can be a characterization. Like, you, I, you, can, you can be flat. What does surprise me in this manga, though, well, though supporting is, cast is good. they have introduced another new character who is probably going to stick around. And I am really surprised because, I, and I know maybe it's because it's a monthly manga, but just the rate of which Hiromu is introducing, like... Yes, characters who but again, are going to be around it, like, for a long time. How many chapters time. are we in? Like 12? 14. 14. It, it's still, it, it, we're still so early into the series, Val. We're yeah, still we so early into this series. Like, our like so in, in this chapter, we established that the character is eventually going to learn how to use his power. And I really like this bit where the demon, uh, long hand, long arms, or long arms, long legs, is... um. It's sort of long weighing green, up whether, yeah, yeah. It's sort of weighing up whether or not it's a possibility that the characters are lying to them because it's already been lied to once about who the user of Fu is. They call his power by uh, the Tadera guy, the guy who's like shooting at them right yes, now. The sniper, he lied about the having. Hunter. And then there's a brief moment where um, the main character shows a nice bit of uh thought where he observed the way his sister uses her power, I think it's called Kai, and where she clutches her hand and then opens it before yeah, using so it. so he does it the exact opposite. Like, it's it's very clever. It's very, I'm, a tw I'm 12 years old, but I look like I'm 21 
kind of mm-hmm. kind, kind of that like overly <laughs> overly <laughs> Jojo, Jojo, literally yes. Jono Giovanni, as Naomi used to say. Everyone has the a, fucking a degree 15 in year old fucking mathematics and physics. The 15 year old who knows about like the fucking I don't know uh, the, the way that some fucking bullshit he apparently saw in a documentary that is now. Uh, viable in this which we all know is just the mangaka's way of getting a tax deduction i had to rent that documentary sir and i had to deduct it for my taxes for my anime (laughs) i had to prove it here but uh here's a picture of me in a nice new fur jacket in the manga to get a tax deduction i needed this fur jacket to show off in my manga (laughs) but um (laughs) i i I really like that bit like it shows the terror in like the uh long arms very cool face and stuff and it also gives you an example where he's kind of like to I also liked how uh the servants looked in like their uh, half like like monster half human forms their and hybrid shit. form yeah that was that was really cool and then they transform into a, into their old statue forms to drown one of them yeah that was really cool I really like like it's very it, fun it's, it's very fun it's a mon fighter we're having a good ass time we, we are having a good ass time it's like I I forget really, the series comes out because it's monthly but then you always remind me and I go I, oh, I, I get so excited because it's so I, fun to read I wake up first thing in the morning and I'm like if it's out I send it to him immediately <laughs> it's such a pure joy to read Viz why are you taking so long to localize this yeah uh, I also like. I forgot. I I kind of forgot about her because I mean we I, I just answered my own question because it's a monthly manga. So I forgot about her because I haven't seen her in months. But the woman who's like pretending to be married to Tadera, and I forgot that her whole thing is that she is like absolutely petrified about having to pay hospital bills and shit like that. I just forgot about that. True American of her. hero. <laughs> it, it was just it was just a good chapter. It, it's like got a nice fight, you know. Uh. Once again, this character does not need to have a big personality. He's already likable in, like, his capability as, like, a hunter and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm just excited to see more Sugai, to be honest. Like, I really, I really hope this does well. I cannot wait for an animated adaptation of this, to be honest. I think it will kick ass. Because I've been watching Brotherhood recently, and Brotherhood is good. But I'll admit, some things, when I'm, like, watching it, I'm kind of like... I wonder if the manga makes up for some of the shortcomings in this. Because I do notice, like, similar to this, characters like Barry the Chopper in the manga really do, like, just change their motivations on the fucking spot in certain situations. Where I'm kind of like, hmm, that's not quite as good as I remember it being. So, I think I might just read Fullmetal Alchemist again soon. May as well, I think the anniversary's coming up. Uh, That's, I think it's an April thing, maybe? I think so. I just yeah. I, I I was just looking through all of Viz's Viz reveals all their publications of the year, and there was some kind of anniversary special for Full Metal on the way. I just noticed. That's cool. I mean, uh, like, pff, such a fucking good series. I mean, it's officially twenty years old as of Adjust Glasses, July. Wait, no, no, no. It's already more than two thousand three is now twenty years old, which is insane to me. My fucking like like innocence and shit ivan <laughs> holy fucking shit You've i never remember been shut the fuck i up. no i have it was after i watched gaiva that i lost my innocence but uh fullmetal alchemist is officially going to be 24 years old as of july 12th and the original 2003 anime will be 20 years old as of october damn we're still so yeah. young 
Uh, it's it's just insane to me. I remember like going into Birmingham for like really early age with my mom and like going to my my brother showing us the nerdy comic book shop and everything that I'd never been to and uh I begged my mom to buy me the DVDs of Full Metal Alchemist so I could watch it all and I only got one naturally because as we know like Funimation used to be fucking like highwaymen basically they would charge like 30 fucking quid for four episode DVD or something. It was insane. I so, know. Uh, I, I was reflecting on that because I remember when I got really into Hajime no Ippo and like I was looking for fucking physical media of it and it was like there were like DVDs. It was like four episodes for like 40 bucks. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding. Dude, that fucking anime I was in, Tribe 9, is like 60 quid and it only comes in on Blu-ray and I want to own it but I'm just like... Oh, can I fucking like justify spending sixty pound on you an get anime that I star in? I'm serious. <laughs> I don't think I could. Everything's How? a tax deduction if you're brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where so I think true. we're gonna wrap this episode at too. No chainsaw man, damn. We we will catch it because because it's off next week, so we will discuss that next week. It's off next week. Fuck. I wanted the resolution of thief. Thief. <laughs> and I just want to, I just want to, I want a more, I want a clear uh, Excel chart of the, of the fart chart. That's what I want. <laughs> okay. That's all you have to say about Chainsaw Man this week. Let's be honest. The fart chart and thief. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll, we'll talk about more detail next I week. I forgot. A, I forgot about the fart chart. It's the best. <laughs> But until then, guys, take care. We'll see you next week. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Gooner Bear, Mary Bowtie, Hope D. Cruz, and Greg Hughes. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.